You are listening to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast, episode 154, sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, eMusic, and the Netflix. Welcome to iFanboy's Pick of the Week podcast. This is episode 154, which means that we should be starting to get good at this any day now. I am Josh. I'm here with Connor. Hello. And Ron is uh, in, in merry old England. That was the worst accent I've ever done. It's that like was I, terrible. Yeah. And who's that voice there? It's, it's Why, I, hello. It's, I didn't introduce you yet. You shut your trap until it's time. Eager for the attention. Mike Romo. Hi, guys. He sips a drink. Do it right into the <laughs> microphone. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, Mike Hello. is, is our is, uh, iFanboy staff writer, and you can, you can read his musings uh, on the site every week. Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Mutterings. Mutterings. Yes. <laughs> um, iFanboy.com, of course, uh, that's the website. We, we make it because we like comics. And then uh, every week we read a bunch of them. And then one of us has the task of picking the best comic that they read. And that becomes the pick of the week. A review goes up over on said website. And then we come here to talk about that book and all the other books from the week. And uh, that's about it. If, uh, if you haven't read your books, there's probably going to be spoilers. We're going to be talking about stuff that happened. So don't, um, don't listen if you haven't because that would just be useless. Unless you don't really want to read. Don't say you weren't warned. Yeah, that'll work, too. I'm not going to tell anyone not to listen. Listen. Yeah. There it is. Pause, pause the show and come back. That's what we should like to say. Yeah, this week, uh, Connor had the pick. Take it away. Action, Action Comics 870 was the pick of the week, and this was another somewhat light week in that I only had about 10 or 11 books following last week's 10 or 11 books, which is about nine books more less than usual, which is interesting. It's the economy, stupid. No, it just means that next week or the week after, there'll be 45. terrible. And then I'll cry. Uh, But this is the concluding issue to the Brainiac arc that Jeff Johns and Gary Frank are doing in Action Comics, which leads into the big new Krypton story running through all Superman books. And before I went to the store, I saw online there there was a lot of chatter about this issue. Lots of spoiler warnings. It was talked about on CNN. It was in the local New York paper. And I, I knew something big was happening, so I avoided all that studiously, lest I have another uh, Captain America 25 episode on my hands. Don't think I haven't forgotten what you did, Will. <laughs> I, I thought about that on the walk home from the comic store, actually. But um, seeing the cover on iFanboy on our comic section and knowing that it was all over the news, I figured somebody was going to die. It wasn't that hard to figure out who. And in this issue, uh, Paul Kent bought the farm. Again. Again. He I was did say. it again. Well, let's, I want to talk about that before we get into the issue. Yes, it's some, I guess it is big news because Paul Kent is Superman's dad, but the, the death didn't have resonance on me as a death as much as it did as a story point. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a really good story point, but as a, as a death, I wasn't like shocked or saddened simply because, as I said in my review, Paul Kent's died four or five times in the various media, so it's not like it hasn't happened many I times. Did, like, in the comics, I really feel like... I, I literally, at one point, I think when I started reading this again, I was like, so they're both alive? Like, yes. I didn't yeah. really expect They've that. both been alive for decades. 
well, for I think since the reboot, since the '86 reboot. Maybe it's because I really only, for the most part, have tended to read Elseworlds Superman stories, and one of them always dies in those. Right, that's the thing. Like they're always dying. You know, they died Superman in the movie. If you watch Smallville, he died very famously two seasons ago or three seasons ago. And it's as a shocking moment. It wasn't like they killed off Lois, you mm-hmm. know. It was no, but- Pa, and it's sad because Pa's awesome, but at the same time, I've, I've, cried, over, I've cried my tears over Pa. <laughs> I was kind of waiting for it to happen so I, everything could be normal. Right. Right. I mean, he's dead everywhere else. That's true. So finally, okay, we can start. Wow, yeah, even Paul. playing ground across everybody. I have to keep the different things straight now. And the thing right. is, it's 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 a. I think it's an important death because Superman at some point has to sort of break free of that. Like he's always running home to Pa, which is great for those scenes. But then you know, what does he now? Now that now the story becomes, what does he do without the guidance of his father? Which is good stuff to explore. It's just all it is is opens up more story. So that's good, and I really like how they handle it. So that, in that sense, it was really good. But the issue itself. I thought was fantastic on so many levels. It was like the exciting finale of a movie. And I kept thinking of Return of the Jedi because there were another Return of the Jedi as maligned as the movie maybe, but less so now with the subsequent films. It had a really great finale in that you had lots of things going on at once. You had the Battle of Endor, you had the space battle, you had the lightsaber battle. All, all that intercutting going on made for a really exciting ending. And that was kind of like how this was. The last had... act of Return of the Jedi is, is classic. Yes. Awesome. It's excellent in and every this... way. Yes, and in this one you have Superman fighting Brainiac while Supergirl rushes to save the, the sun while um, in the middle of the Superman-Brainiac fight, Superman has to break off to save the bottle city so, so then Brainiac attacks Ma and Pa Kent. So you have all these things going on and it's all, all being intercut really you know, quickly at some points. And it was very exciting because I was tr- thinking about how the, you know, a filmmaker can control how, how long you stay in a scene. You know, simply by cutting away from it. Where in a comic book, they can cut from scene to scene, but still, as a reader, you can stay on one scene as long as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, they have less control in that sense. Even though they can't control the pacing, it's still up to the reader to follow that pacing, whether they want to or not. But I found myself flying through the end because it was constructed that way, and you were, you know, about halfway through, you realized the big death was going to happen at the end, and you knew it was coming, so I was flying through to get to it. And even though you knew it was coming, you could see it was coming, and it was telegraphed that it was coming, it was still. I thought a really fantastic scene where Pa basically saves Ma from, uh, or Jonathan and Martha, I really don't want to say Pa and Ma anymore. Uh, Jonathan saves Martha from Brainiac's attack, and it was a really nice scene, and it showed that Jonathan's as much of a hero as his son, even without, without the abilities, and it was really just fantastic. And I think a lot of it, a lot of it was due to Gary Frank's art, which was fantastic, which is fantastic. He... There was a, the scene where 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 Pa's dying and damn I did it again where Jonathan's dying with it man and and Clark Clark hears it from far away and yep. he goes shooting off through the sky messing up his hair no less. Gary Frank shows his hair flatly matted against his head and then when he lands it's all like poofy from the, the quick landing which and is, which is exactly what happens to me yeah when the humidity hits that's how exactly. Josh's hair you but, need to put more gel in. But Gary, what Gary Frank does is he, his attention to detail is so strong in that stuff like the hair, how, how it's affected by the flying, and the costume looks like it's being worn. And it's guys like this that I really love, guys like him and Kevin McGuire, who really, the devil is in the details in this art. 
Even uh, with his breath, uh, he steams comes out of his mouth once uh, the city rises up in the north. Yeah. Even that moment of recognition. You know, the last couple of pages, there's almost no dialogue, which makes it more cinematic, too. You can almost oh, you hear everything and feel everything. It really just builds to such a, a crescendo. And then the silence at the last page with the dust from the fire just brings it all down really, really heavily. And I, I thought it was a really gorgeous final scene. Actually, the last five pages, there's only like five word balloons. They're all people's yeah. names. They're all people's names. And, and what a great counterbalance as this city rises up, this new life for Superman, this whole new thing while literally his old life dies. It's, just, it's such a great moment thematically for the character and for the books, too. Obviously, this is the beginning of an entirely new chapter. Um, and it's I also say, a wrinkle because we, we were expecting this new, new Krypton story, but we weren't expecting it was the death and how right. is that? How is that going to? That's going to hang over everything. So that's that's a whole thing we weren't even looking forward to. Now that's yeah. a whole new wrinkle to New Krypton. He was no, there for New Krypton, but not for his father's death. I, I don't. He couldn't have done anything about his father's death, though. It's the same well, thing. If he, for if the he first, hadn't let Brainiac go, then he his father would have died. Sort of, but he died of a heart attack. So it's that same thing from the movies that would like with all this power, I couldn't do anything to stop. Well, him. Yeah. no, I mean, he, he, but he, he's, the, it was the exertion of jumping and saving his his wife because Brainiac attacked him. Maybe he shouldn't have been eating that Midwestern heavy fare. Now, now, no, no, no he likes whole milk is awesome. That's what oh, he always he always said that, and he liked butter. It's like drinking yogurt. <laughs> you know, I I gotta say though, I was a little saddened that Brainiac was taken out so so quickly it was like that's the power of love came to mind that song you know when he sees lois crying and he's like i can do it and well, then brainiac is a, is a is a brainiac he's not going to be able to stand up to superman's <laughs> he's a poindexter he's <laughs> a nerdlinger <laughs> <laughs> he may look strong but ultimately Way to go, brainiac. yeah i mean when superman's pissed off who's gonna stop him you know yeah. Also, I mean, he's gonna stick his fingers in your head and and punch you in the face. You know, which is awesome. Sure, he's dead. Whatever. You know what Ooh. I mean? He'll he'll be back. Did he Bob kill him? Is that the idea here? Oh, I don't think Brainiac's dead. No, yeah, no, so, Brainiac's dead. You know, like this story's over. He got the bottled cities back. He got everything safe, and you know now it's, Brainiac exists and is kind of not a joke. So he's, now is Met- Metropolis is full size now. All of a sudden. Like, that happened really quickly, too. How did he know where to put the city? He put it I in mean, the direct center of the crater, I guess. That was real He does quick. math very fast. <laughs> he can, like, the thing is, what you don't know is that if you had Clark Kent come over to hang paintings or, or yes. art prints in your house, he gets them level and centered every single very time. Very straight. It is That's uncanny. <laughs> is this straight? No, it's off by a tenth of an inch. What? Really? Down on the really. left. Tenth of a millimeter. He's there for all. He's Clark, just there. You're, you're all. He's so there for the universe. Yeah. And the other thing I was thinking about when I was reading this issue was uh, love it or hate it, when he draws Superman to look like Christopher Reeve, it adds a mm-hmm. whole new level of dimension. But also, it makes him completely unique looking in that there is no other character in comics that looks like the Superman. And a lot of artists, if you look at their characters, they all have the same face. They just have different costumes or different hair. Right. But you know, like they all—they have template man face, template woman face. But no one looks like the Superman. Lois does not look like Supergirl. Everyone has a different face, and that's another thing I love about Gary Frank's artwork is that he's like Kevin McGuire, and that everybody has a distinct look, and everybody's different. Every this is well, that was so great art. about his last run with the Legion. Everyone had a different face, and so yep. I mean, it just he, nobody drives home characterization like him. Um, you just resonate. These characters resonate with you the moment you open the page because you have so much history with that, with Christopher Reeve, basically. 
right? Yeah. So it really drives us home. I do like how he does the heat vision. It's, it's almost like molten magma instead of just laser beams. It's just like when he hits him in the Brainiac in the face, it's just like... Yes. It's great. Tactile. I really like this book, and this is, this is like the unsung Jeff Johns book, but it really is as good as any of his other ones. And it's, the last time I was on the show, we picked this as a pick of the week. Really? Really. Yep. Well, then. Looks like there you go. magic. Um, I'm Mr. Action. <laughs> they, called me and they never called me that. Uh, I, I actually like this book, mm-hmm. which is sort of a testament to, like, I don't read Superman books because they haven't been very good for very long, and I actually picked this up in the middle of the arc. Um, and I, it's been really good. Like, a lot of times you hear, like, oh, this book is great, and you go to read it, and, and it's it's not. It is. It's it's very much fun. It's It's any, you know... Anybody could go pick up this arc, or probably the next one, you know, with a little bit of knowledge, and you can go from there, which is actually really cool. It's actually, it's 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 almost unnatural that there's a really good Superman book. It's and it's this really good, like yeah, yeah, it's, it's as if it shouldn't be. Yeah, you know, and it and it's sad that you're at that point with the character where he's so maligned in his own book that when it's very good, you're no one really knows what to do. Mm-hmm. And then so. I bet there's a ton of people out there who don't really believe it. It's it's totally true. I mean, the fact is, and it was like seventy nine percent of the people on iFanboy picked it as a pick of the week. Which that's like pretty impressive. That's amazing. Insane amount of consensus on this on this issue. So if you still don't like Superman, you can pick up the previous trade. And right, well, and, and you know, like since since I've been reading comics, you know, in the last decade, I have seen a lot of no now, now Superman's good. We're going to put a new team on it now, right. and that we've got to pick out now. Every time, just. You know, like it's a little fun for a while, but it's never good. So well, they're always like, "Oh, we're going to take him in a total new direction." But like, why don't you just make really make the direction that Superman is make that really good? Mm-hmm. And that's what this book does. Don't try to change Superman all around. Just just take the boundaries that you've got and make it really good. And stop being so lame about it. And I and think one of the big Jeff things they did, it. yeah, they did with Jeff and with with James Robinson and Superman is they've given him a personality where he has actual feelings and. In Superman, he in the last issue he got pissed off and annoyed, and he acted that way. And people were like, "Whoa, Superman doesn't get act like a jerk." Well, yeah, if he gets annoyed, he does. Like he's a normal. Yeah. He should be a, a human. He's not. He's really boring, even to me, when he's like this infallible boy scout who's always calm and always has the right w- words of wisdom. When he's more, he's more interesting when he's actual has emotion. When he gets annoyed and he tells people off, and that's good. He shouldn't be like that all the time, but he should have a, he should have that kind of feeling. He's more relatable that way. Well, there's your conflict. Like, so what's it like when a when a when a god can't keep his temper, right? You know, right. Or, or has a crappy morning. Shit gets broke. Bro- get Shit broke gets on real fire. Good. Are either one of you guys reading X Men Magneto Testament? There's a dumb question um, for me. I, I I read it because you you made me discuss it, and and I was really happy that you picked it. Picked it well, as a top this of the was almost the pick of the week, and there's all, right. and it was, and it was my pick of the week. In the first, this is issue two. Issue one was my pick of the week. Well, it wasn't my week, but you know, we do that now on iFanboy. Uh, basically, what this is, this is X, this is Magneto's origin story, kind of like Wolverine origins. And you take away the cover, you take away the word Magneto and X Men, and all it is is a story of a Jewish family in 1930s Germany. There's nothing about superpowers. There's not. He's 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 still too young to have manifested them. So all it is. These last two issues has been the struggle of this family to uh, survive in a in a country being taken over by the Nazi Nazi regime, and having and having to flee and all all the persecution that goes with it. And it's really very very good. Now is he doesn't well doesn't powers come out a little bit with the javelin throwing? 
That's yeah, what I thought. a little bit, but it wasn't like if you didn't know, didn't know it was Magneto, and you didn't know that, you just yeah. could be very good at javelin throwing. Like it wasn't. Yeah, I, I mean, I was just stoked because I'm, I'm frankly tired of Magneto. I mean, I just feel like every book that I've read, he's in, you know, in some Marvel book. I had just finished the Ultimates book, which was so dreadful, and I was like, another Magneto book. Like, why do we keep talking about him? But this, this took that moment in the beginning of that X Men movie when he's a kid yes, and they made it camp, really long, yeah, and expanded that, and it's, it's. A heartbreaking book. This is this is what comics does right, like personalizing something in history that we've seen treated so many times in books and movies. But there's something in this, knowing what he becomes. We have that the future that we know is coming, but seeing his past and personalizing this very painful point in in history. I just, I mean, you could hand this to anybody. Go, don't worry about the Magneto aspect. Here's here's a real human story right here. Josh, I think you would really like this. This is sort of. Um, the kind of story you think you like to read if you took away the Magneto portion of it. All right. uh, basically, yeah, yeah. This, this issue, is, it starts off, it's 1936, and it's, it's the Olympics in Berlin, so the Nazis have sort of pulled, pulled back and taken down all the anti-Jew signs, and, and then and Magneto and his dad travel to Berlin, so his dad can try to give his job back. And in the midst of that, Jesse Owens is winning all the gold medals, so that stirs up all the, the angry Aryans who go beating on Jews and they beat on Magneto and his father and and then at the end of it you've got Kristallnacht oh. which is which is just awful and and the family flees to Poland at the end right as the German, Germans are invading Poland so it's all it, it's it's just heart, everything is heartbreaking about it it's is just, he just, Jewish or is he a gypsy in this he's Jewish yeah but he's been a gypsy because what I read name? the back panel of it and they're kind of like restating the history a little bit. They, oh. In the back panel of issue number one, they, they acknowledge that there's all different types of uh, information about Magneto, that different accounts of his name, age, ethnicity, and religion, hair color, ta- Auschwitz number. So they, it seems like they're really kind of like, okay, here's the real deal story here. Mm-hmm. So he could have been a gypsy b- before, but it sounds like they're really drawing the line here and saying he, he was, he's a Jew and he, ha- he lived through Kristallnacht and all that. Which is you know which goes hand in hand with the movies hmm. too and so but the the timeline i didn't you know i I, I honestly didn't I knew about Crystal Nacht, but I didn't know the timeline of it, and they just the way they're they're entrenching this in history is just it I, it's a stunning piece of work and if you don't know Crystal Nacht is it's when um German official was assassinated in in Paris by a jew, so they as a retaliation, they just went into the ghettos and just wrecked it and then they they ended up, and when it was over, they char- ended up, you know, fining all the Jews to repay, repair a billion the mark fine. Yeah, and then just beating the hell out of people, and they, people got killed, and then that was the final straw for Magneto's family, and they leave to go to Poland, which they've been wrestling with the entire time, and then when, finally they do, and then that's when the tanks roll in. Yeah, just in time for the tanks to roll in. The art is the art is very sort of Tim Sale-ish. I'm not, I don't know, I've never seen this guy before, but he has very Tim Sale. Uh, influence and the, art, the writer is actually Greg Pak, who up till now I hadn't really read anything I liked, but it's really, really good. Did, didn't that artist do that? There was a Spider-Man story that took place when Spider-Man was really old. It was almost like a Dark Knight for Spider-Man. Oh, the uh, Spider-Man Rain. No, it's it's Carmine D. G. N. Domenico. Oh. It reminded me of that. Mm. Art. But yeah, it's, it's just a, it was a very. The only thing that would kept me from being the pick of the week was it does move rather quickly. From from mm-hmm. from time to time, but uh, but it, of, it didn't. It's a it lot didn't of ground keep, to cover. Exactly, yeah. it didn't keep me from loving it. I gave it a five five star rating. It's just, you know, you, you want to sort of not say revel in it, but you want to you want to sort of stay in the moment a little longer. Mm-hmm. Some of the scenes. 
but still very, very strong, and I really uh, liked it a lot. This is a, I picked it up on a whim, the first one, yep. and yep. I'm really glad I did. Just because that's, that's sad and depressing. I was thinking that there's a little more uh, juggling of Jeff Johns' uh, bits that we have to do. I said that in my review. As I apologize because I'm sure people get sick of us talking about Gradius, but I'm sorry. Well, if he didn't write 50% of the books at DC... Right. That, uh, that, and that, and I send you guys checks. I haven't checked that figure, by the way. <laughs> that may not be accurate. It could be 80%. I don't know. I don't read all of them. He has books. at least five books out right now between his, his series and his minis. Yeah. So it's hard to escape. Uh, Green Lantern number 35, part 7 of a, a very long... Uh, mini, I guess. Uh, yeah, uh, Maxi. Arc. arc within the Green Lantern story of uh, Hal Jordan's Secret Origin. Uh, I believe the first part, a long, long, long time ago, is my pick of the week. Yes, um, it was. Every issue was, of this. was the second part. Uh, first part, I think. It was the first part. Seven months ago. And these books actually come out on time. That's that's also important to note. The man's books come out on time. That's true. Which which doesn't do anything but engender goodwill. Um, and the and the art and the art has remained consistently good too. No, I agree. He's a pimp. He should come off of this book and be in a much better position than he was before he was on it. I think he is. I think people are starting to see that. I think with the whole Sinestro War when he drew half of it, mm-hmm. and that was a big hit. Yeah. People were like, "Wow, who is this guy?" I think his name. I think his name is going up. I think his his uh, stature is going up. It should anyway. Uh, so this is uh, this brings us to to the end uh, where where you know Sinestro and and Hal Jordan are are called back to to Oa. Because they're breaking what are some pretty asinine rules, uh, and Hal Jordan yeah, gets all uppity. Is that is it? Was it true? Is this something? Is this canon? Like Green Lanterns hey, were only supposed to hang Jeff out by John themselves? Says it. It is law. <laughs> it is the way that it happened. You need to worry like the, about the past. The angry Owens were so funny. I think you're afraid, and they all just burst off the table. Which one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had that timed right. Uh, Which one, Mike? Like you that. didn't like this as much, I thought. I, I mean, I just, I was really enjoying the pacing, and then it, it summed up really quick for me. They, they brought him back home, and then there was this whole ju- jury thing, this trial, and then like, ah, you're right, forget it, you know. And it just didn't, it, 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 it didn't sort of flow as, as wonderfully as the, the rest of the origin story. But then upon rereading it again, I realize that it just, it does set things up for the upcoming story arc pretty well. So, but <laughs> I yeah, I, I didn't, on un- this for more than, hmm? I think you realize I've been on this for more than half a year. Yeah. Maybe it's time to get back to the, the present. Yeah. <laughs> Who, who's the little mini Sinestro dude in the little box? Do we know that? That's Hector or- Hammond from the, from the beginning part of the arc. Oh, that's right. Wow, he's looking in bad shape, man. Yeah, it was it was he's, a really solid, good ending. I thought a really yeah. good. And I, I just do love I love that this is going to be this is such a good story to as a trade from from that like from yeah. finally. Can you recommend any Green Lantern stories? Yes, Secret Origin. Boom. You know. Well, you know what's interesting is that is that it got a lot of heat off of the Sinestro Core War. You know, it was the it was everyone was talking about it. It was the event of the summer when it came out last year. And I think a lot of people joined onto Green Lantern as a result, and what perfect way to do that than to go into the origin with people who never read Hal Jordan before. Oh, totally. And, uh, and I know from our numbers, you know, we have on our site, the comics pull list, is that the numbers went way up mm-hmm. for Secret Origin. So a lot more people jumped on the book, and perfect, perfect opportunity to let people know who Hal Jordan is and how he got to be and why Sinestro is such a great villain, because but it was also, the, it didn't the greatest like, of... Well, yeah, and we got another seven months of Sinestro out of it without feeling like it wasn't, you know, like like there was too much Sinestro. And uh, it's it's uh, you know for those of us who've been reading it, it didn't feel like we were 
running in place. Because he has that great ability to tell you a story in the past, but also setting up future stories with yep. that story in the past. Good he knows where things are going. I liked how we get a glimpse, you know, of Hal's relationship with his brothers, too, sort of opening and closing this, this arc. Um, I had never really thought about Hal Jordan's brothers before before I read this. I hadn't, before the book, really, I had never thought about him before he wrote. Which is good. It, well, adds, it adds a whole level of texture to the The brothers, the they've been showing up. Like right. since 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 rebirth, because like he go, you know, his brother moved to Ghost City when there was nobody there, and he he hangs out there every once in a while. Like that's a thing that Jeff Johns, if there's a theme, he's got like a family thing going on, like where these guys are continually touching base with their family, and then that, that reminds you of their real humanity, I suppose. And that happens mm-hmm. in a lot of his books. So my I'm, question I'm, then then becomes, why is is no one reading Green Lantern Core twenty nine or the book itself? Everybody loves Green Lantern. Yeah, I know. I don't know what it, I picked this up, and I again, I'm really happy that you made me because it does, it does look like a beginning of a really good story. I has have all the Green Lantern cores have they've all been this kind of quality? I've or been reading it, it since since Peter Tomasi started dr- writing it. He's been writing it for I don't know how many issues, but not not the whole time. I've only started probably seven months ago or so. Mm. And it's been tied in. It's it's a tied into the Green Lantern story. I mean, they've been working together, been writing together, okay. um, and it's all about the other Green Lantern, mostly Guy Gardner and and Kyle Rayner. And it, while they are going towards the Black Knight story, there's other stuff going on here. There's a murder mystery. Somebody was killing the family members of rookie Green Lanterns so that they you know to keep them from doing their job, and that was going on. And then subplot is you know Guy and Kyle moved to Oa. And how that affects Guy's relationship with Ice, and and I realize Ice and Guy have been dating for like twenty years. They've been dating since the eighties with the Justice Justice League book. And they still haven't, still can't figure out how to move in together. They haven't even slept together, and that's what's weird. <laughs> I, I don't know. But this, this, is, this is a great companion piece, and it's and, and if you're into the whole storyline, because here, like the Star Sapphire, which is like the the Pink Lanterns, you know that that gets investigated, and people get join that one. It's just you know. So inside that big lantern are the bodies of these lovers. Is that is this new stuff here that I've never heard about? Or Where like inside the crystal, like in the second page, you see it opens up on these two bodies of these dead lovers. Oh, that's the, the, right. the sapphire. The st- I guess. I mean, this is new. This is this is. The, oh, this is all new. Okay. This is the pink lanterns. So I don't know what's in, you know they haven't really really gone into depth of what's inside those lanterns, but it's it's a total companion piece. And if you're into that whole thing, you need to be reading this book. And it's really well. It's really fun. I mean. You're hearing you're talking you're hearing a guy who does who didn't like Kyle before telling you that a Kyle book is fun. When he said I didn't like Kyle, what he means is refuse to acknowledge the existence thereof. That's yeah. more than I mean. Nice. I'm with him. I'm with him. I never. I, I I always shrugged whenever I heard about Kyle. To to be honest, because I was always a Hal guy. And this mask is not helping anything. The mask is it- a little still ridiculous. Where does his nose go? Where does it go? <laughs> I don't just. I don't know. <laughs> I think I dated a girl once who became a pink lantern. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did. Uh, it didn't take her. She has a kid now. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Who would have saw that coming? <laughs> um, one of the adaptations that came out this week was uh, Ender's Game number one, Battle School, um, which I assume means that they're going to split up the novel by Orson Co- Scott Card into several miniseries, which would make sense because it would have it's to be long. a very big miniseries. Now, uh, did you either? Of you guys read this? Yes. Connor? No. no. No, but I've, I've, I've never read the book either. Okay. So. Book. Have, you, have you read the book, Mike? I bet you have. Yeah. 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 Okay, good. This is uh, really one of the first science fiction books that really opened my eyes, and I, and I was like, 
oh my goodness, I really like these books. I've read every Ender book. I've read every Bean book. I'm familiar mm. with these books. The book is super awesome. Yeah, and it's 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 it won't take you long. Yeah, I mean, I've read the others as well, but Ender's Game, that, like just like you, when I when I finished that book, I was like science fiction rules. Yeah, very like, much so. But yeah, Ender's Game, definitely. I don't, I hesitate. What is this? Very commercial. Like anybody can sort of pick it up and read it. It's it's very universally mm-hmm. accessible. It's very accessible. Which yeah. isn't to say it's dumbed down at all. Anyway, um, what do you think, Mike? I I yeah I I really liked it. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of Pascal Ferry. I, nothing has been as good in my mind as when he did that Ultimate Fantastic Four. But I love his backgrounds. I love his character design. He, I think he's perfect artist for this book. Giving, he draws science fiction in a sort of science fictiony way. And I thought even if you had read the books before, I mean, it's been years since I read this book. Yeah, me too. All, it, it just sort of introduced the concepts very gingerly. And by the end of it, I was like, yes, they're doing it right. I, I felt like this is an example of a very good uh, adaptation to comic. And I like it as an ad. As, as, do you remember, if you, as long as you remember it's an adaptation, one thing that I like about it is that, you know, the, the challenge of this is, is no less than, than Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings, really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in yeah. that I've read thousands of pages about these characters. Thousands. I've read, yeah. you know, eight or nine books about these characters. And so to ha- see somebody actually visualize it is is a pretty big step. And so I was kind of like prepared for that to not jibe with what was in my mind. Um, and I thought it worked out pretty well. I was really happy with, with that part of it. You know what I mean? So like I, I could – and then by slowly – I was – for me, I was getting back into the story. I was like, all oh, right, right, okay, I remember yeah, yeah. this. Um, right, right. The yeah. only thing that did get me is mm. that one of the things that, that – and, and you'll actually see this in the stuff that Orson Scott Card's written for Marvel too – is that and and all the Ender's books are about um, they're about these kids who are bloodthirsty killers, sort of. It's not even that. It's kids that are so capable that they, ha- they have the killer instinct. So humanity needs them to be in charge. Of, they're genius kids, and they need them to be in charge of the army so they can defeat an alien race from taking over and killing all of humanity. Basically, that's yes. it. So there's a scene in the beginning where they're testing Ender, who is the main character. That's his name. That's what it's Ender's game. Uh, and whether he's there, they took off his monitor, which is this thing that everybody knew that meant the government was watching him and that he was protected. So they, they tell him he's washed out of the program and they leave him to the, the mercy of kids. And you know how kids are really mean now? Kids are really mean then. Like, really? The yeah. And, and basically the, the first thing that Ender does is he, he beats the living shit out of these kids. Um, and the only thing that I, I thought that they toned down that scene a little more than they should have, because the whole point of it is that he sees red and he could kill these kids if he wanted yeah, to. He's and, supposed to be utterly ruthless going into a blind rage. I mean, exactly. He's just like, he knows, like the idea is that he knows in order to survive, he must sure. destroy his enemies. That's the only way that he will survive. So I thought that, I thought that that was toned down a little bit. I was like, cause you really had the opportunity to show that, which I thought would be kind of neat. It's all the one, the one problem I think is that, you know, when you, when you come to the comic book form is that where some of the things in the, in the book, uh, can be either ambiguous or specific, like he can say, you know, he said it snidely or something like that. Right. In comics, it's either it's right, it's right in your face. Like the artist has to make a decision about how the things are going down. So That's some of point. that ambiguity, that mystery is gone. So I mean, basically, my recommendation for this would be that if you read the if you read the book a long time ago, or you're familiar with it, or or whatever, you liked it, this would be fun to read. Yeah. If you haven't ever read the book, I I wouldn't read this. Unless you're never planning to read the book. 
See yeah, because upon first glance, it could seem pretty simplistic. Right. right. The book reading this makes you remember the full texture of the book, which is which is a trick with the adaptations. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how this is as a trade, you know, and if if they can bring sort of a version, like an echo of the original novel. Because oh, you can't yeah. tell the full novel, you just can't. Discount comic book service. They have over mo- monthly specials up to seventy five percent off their books, with forty percent off major publishers, with a flat rate shipping of five ninety five for all U.S. orders. And you can order anything they've got in previous catalogs, with over fifty four hundred trade paperbacks in stock and available for order. You track your orders online at www.dcbservice.com, and that's where you go if you want your monthly books shipped to you. You don't want to. Pay full price to the store. You want to go have the hassle going to the store. You go to DCBS. Uh, there are more adaptations, and this time I didn't read it. So tell us about the stand, Captain Trip well, number two. It's funny because uh, this is almost the same exact thing as Ender's Game. I guess this is their new their new thing at Marvel. The stand, Captain Trip number two, is the adaptation of the first part of the stand, and we talked about the first issue when we I think, but. I really like the stand. I read the not. I read the book. The book's over a thousand pages or fifty five, fifteen hundred pages. It's a very big, thick book. And in high school, they had that six hour miniseries uh, adaptation, which was like everybody I knew watched it in school. Everybody, that's like it was a big deal when it came out. And so I really like the story. Now this this is the adaptation, and I've really been enjoying the adaptation. It's it's different. I mean, it's it's like you said with with Ender's Game. Is it, it, it's it's more surfacey than than it can be in a fifteen hundred page book. Clearly, but it it does some things really well. There's a two page sequence. Basically, the story of the stand is that a government virus gets out and spreads across the world, wiping ninety nine point seven percent of the people out, uh, kills them. So that's that's and it's the beginning is the, the virus breaking out. There's a two page sequence where the virus spreads, and they they they, they, they clock how it goes from one person to another person to more people, and the pyramid spreads out. And it, it's a fantastic sequence where the, the images are separated by virus, you know, close-up pictures of viruses, and and, it, and it's just and it's just eerie and it's and it's and it's tragic because there's little kids getting it and and people uh-huh. are coughing and it's all innocuous until people start dying and it's just really good sequence and 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 I'm really enjoying this even if my biggest problem is uh, the actors who were in the miniseries are so ingrained in my head as these characters that that it's it's bothering me. Mm. I I didn't read I didn't read the stand I, I didn't read the, I didn't watch the miniseries so I'm coming uh, to this completely blind mm-hmm. and uh, I can see where it could be a little surfacey like you can almost see like okay here's this character and then you and they keep introducing these characters and like oh I want to read more about them but I'm probably not going to get that deep of a relationship well even even the book and the uh, this is still the very beginning where we're yeah. we're meeting a big I mean the cast of this is big. You know, we're still meeting the, the principal players. There's still a lot more to go, so we are still in the in the introductory stage of this. It still seems like they've got a lot of work to do. If they're going to kill off 97 percent of the Earth's population, they got to. They only have five issues to do this in. Well, <laughs> you, know, you know, the fifth issue is very thick. <laughs> this, yeah. The unfortunate thing is that they're really only on page five of the of the novel. They really, they're really not that. You're not that far off, to be honest. Was, if, if you never read the book, and even if you have, it's, it's been really strong. And these these adaptations, it sounds like with Ender's Game and with the Stand, they've been really they they figured out a way to do this stuff. Yeah, it's really kind of Josh. Yeah, it's, it, it's speaking in a, in a direction that's completely opposite of trying to bring in new readers. Um, <laughs> let's get. So into the Marvel Universe with uh, Secret Invasion Inhumans number two, uh, written by Joe Pekoski, who is a Heroes uh, staff writer. By the way, if you want to write a Marvel book, all you have to do is get on the staff of Heroes, and they'll, they'll give them to you. Um, that's yep. pretty much it. Pretty much a given at this point. Um, 
the scrolls have black bolt and and medusa is hell for leather to get him back um that's basically where we are yeah <laughs> uh, and 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 uh it's fun i am an inhumans fan and, and i you know before i was kind of i really i loved love loved uh paul jenkins and human series and sort of nothing's lived up to that afterwards and this is the same but it's still a lot of fun to watch these characters i i forget sometimes that the great part about them is their weird family dynamic and it's this yeah. big family who are all very bombastic and and it's it's almost like it's almost this is almost what fantastic four should feel like like they're stuck together but they hate each other but they love each other and then it's family that's yeah, how it works it's, it's yeah. awesome i I've, I've been having a lot of fun with this mini um and it's one of the cool things that's going on on the side of secret invasion which of which there there are quite a bit of minis that are going on and not all of them suck um that was very negative. I didn't even mean it that way. <laughs> no, it's, it's good though, and if you if you've got an inkling of liking the Inhumans or you liked what you saw of Black Belt Black Bolt in um, the Illuminati or things like that, I feel like he'll be getting his comeuppance in this. Uh, he's yeah. a he's a scroll in this, right? I assume. No, 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 no. no. Black Bolt is he? No, they they already figured out that Holmes was a scroll, and now they found now Black Bolt's basically this weapon. They, Which is so awesome. Since since the the scroll infiltrator went in, they've they've ha- they've had uh, the real Black Bolt captive. Yeah, they they captured Black Bolt on the way to one of his Illuminati meetings. That you know, always Sundays, happens. Sundays at seven, you know, pretty, pretty standard <laughs> stuff. Um, and that's when they they took an interest, a mighty interest, and that's and then they thought they even admitted like when uh, Hulk beat him up in World War Hulk that their the gig might have been up, but luckily. Uh, his wife uh, started really fell in love even more with Black Bolt, and then Black Bolt gets so angry that he's like, "Yes, the weapon is ready," because they're basically figuring out a way to focus Black Bolt's rage into making him a mighty Death Star-like. So, so they she fell more in love with the scroll, Black Bolt. Yes, was he more and sensitive to her needs? It drove him into her arms, and then they just found it. Literally, it's from then arms. on, the king and queen found their way into bed many times. And that <laughs> that was it. it. That was All it. All right, awkward. Yeah, in league number five, I wanted to bring up really quickly. Uh, this remo- this is the full start of Eric Canetti on a book that uh, I'll say God, it wasn't as good as it should have been before. It wasn't. I don't know why, but it wasn't up to the standard of the stuff that I've gotten to know from Rick Remender. If you you may have seen some of the preview pages on ifanboy.com, this was so much fun and so energetic and so good looking. It's it's a com- it's totally a completely re-energized book. And if if uh, Rick Remender wants to re- write the Red Skull anytime, that's fine by me. <laughs> Kennedy is awesome. Like I had not read it. I was a little confused. I didn't really know what was going on, but I actually didn't care because the pages looked so good. We frankly. didn't know what was going on for the first four. Yeah, oh. that was my problem reading it. But but uh, I'm already though, like it's like those commercials for the allergy stuff mm. when the screen goes from foggy and 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 muted yeah, the- to colorful and crisp. It was a little like that. And, it, and, it needed that kind of art. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, and and that really like it makes everything. It makes the uh, analogs of who these characters are supposed to be much clearer. Right. Like it was a little hard to tell before. Like that's this guy's supposed to be the Captain America character. This guy's supposed to be whoever. Like this is clearly the Red Skull, but it's not. It's the Red Wolf or whatever he was. What do you think of this book, though? As far as recommending it, is, this is not. This is. I didn't feel like this was a particularly good jumping off point, but. It, it sounds like number one wasn't a particularly good jumping-off point either. So, what do you recommend for new for people that want to check this out? I'm saying if you were with it and didn't dig it and, <laughs> and want to see it through, this is a good way to go. If you want to muddle through and pick this one up 
and try to go from there, you can. I'm sure there's something on Wikipedia or somewhere or yeah. other. But, you know, this is only the fifth issue. You know, it, it, can, it, it goes from there. Final Crisis Revelations number three was my favorite so far of this miniseries. Oh, I was going to say. Favorite. Um, even, even separate from Final Crisis, I, I enjoyed this the most. I thought it was the most interesting uh, por- portion of it. Rains. I thought it was like a zombie movie. I think that this book is getting knocked around a lot unjustly. I do too. And I know that like there's a lot of people who don't like the art very much. The art was also the best in this one. The art is awesome. I didn't. I didn't like it the first issue, but this one was the best one. Um, and like, and I kept seeing comments like, "Oh, this one, sorry, Rucka, but I'm not." And I was like, "It's pretty good. Like, I don't get what's wrong with it. I've been enjoying it all the way through. Like, art's not my favorite style, but it's doing its job. I'm not confused. I'm. I know what's happening. It is a big sort of biblically charged, heavy-handed sort of book, but that's what it is. And I enjoy. I've been enjoying it. It's. It's. You know. It's good fun. Finally, Green Arrow, Black Canary, number 13. We Yeah, there was a fanboy cameo. We were in the background leering at the couple who may, were making out after their very heartfelt uh, discussion, <laughs> which was awesome. Thank you, Mike Norton. But I thought, I think this issue, this with this issue, this is the second to last Judd Winnick issue. He's off with the next, the next one's the last one, then there's a new writer. Had to squeeze uh, AIDS th- in there before he left. Was that always the case? Has she always been HIV positive? Yes, Kev- Kevin Smith. Uh, started that way I'd back. I'd forgotten about that completely. Um, I thought this was a really good one. This was, this one harkened back to the first five or so issues when it was really good. I, th- yes. I thought the, the personal stuff was really good. The stuff with Diana and Ollie and Connor was really good. And I thought that the discussion between Speedy and the annoying guy was good, even though he's annoying. Um, a, funny, a fun fact about our family, what people don't know, is we like to find people having very heartfelt discussions, and we like to just hang out in the background. Yeah. <laughs> And watch you while you do it. And Ron actually makes jokes about them when he does it, but he's not doing that here. Also, that's not my nose. Anyway, uh, no, this was, you're right, this was a really good issue, um, I, I thought. I, better than, than, than a lot of the ones have been. Um, but maybe just for that reason, because they're, you know, sort of hanging out and being themselves and you're getting to know more about these characters. I didn't know anything about Speedy, so for me this was a fun fun issue to read, uh, to learn about her, and I liked the way that it, it went. Yeah, she was a prostitute. Oh, um, really? I like, I like that Black Canary and Green Lantern, they haven't been boring. You know, when, when they were first coming together, it was like, okay, are they going to ruin these characters by making them married and, and fighting crime together? And they've, they've still got a dynamic that's really fun to watch, and it seems like you can do it right. Well, they've got a sparky relationship. Yep, yep. Definitely. Emusic.com is a website where you can subscribe to download a certain amount of music every month, depending on the, the level of your subscription and the, the fee. The songs are completely DRM-free, so you can share them and you can do whatever you want with them. And it's, it's not like the iTunes songs, which you can only put on five or, or less machines. Um, they've got all sorts of stuff from indie music and, and, and to, to classic rock to spoken word to comedy albums. And, and there's really a lot of great stuff on there. And there's a really, like, if you're looking for stuff that's really good, you can preview everything, you can, you know, look at the recommendations, people like this, like this. I found a lot of re- really great stuff through there, and I dig it. So get over to emusic.com slash ifanboy. You'll see, if you go there, you'll see a, a list of songs that we made up, and you can get a free trial. So it's they're just good. They're just songs that you made up. We wrote them. We wrote them. <laughs> we did a 50, we did a 50 song compilation. No, it's no, much like the early days of the Beatles. We were very... yeah. We were prolific. Little jingles. We spent a lot of time in Hamburg. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, the songs that we like there. 
Normally on the show, this is where we like to read some user reviews from myfanboy.com where you can go, you can make your pull list, you can rate and review your comics, you can give them a star scale and then write a review. But we're running long, so unfortunately we have to cut that. You can go to myfanboy.com on Monday, you can see some highlighted reviews there. Uh, and, there's some good, some yeah, good and ones. And get to ifanboy.com slash comics and you'll see reviews for all those books uh, yep. that we didn't get to talk about, which is a good way to catch up on that stuff. So we're going to dive right into the uh, listener email. Jeff from New, Zer- New Jersey writes in, I guess it's New Jersey. He just wrote Jersey. Is there an old Jersey? He's from England? Maybe. Yes. Uh, I've been a Marvel guy for 25 years now, and I'm hiding in the stock room. <laughs> and, but lately, I've been losing faith in the company. Spider-Man and Punisher have always been my books. He's very possessive so far, by the way. Uh, been through a lot with them, good and bad, but, but since one more day, and that was it for me. I stopped reading. I could not believe what they did to my hero. Anyway, I've been reading Secret Invasion core issues, and that is the only Marvel book I'm reading now. I always wanted to get into Superman, but I'm scared. In your opinion, where can I start? Where can I get on for a Superman? I've always loved Jim Lee, and the look of Superman from him really got me going. Is that a good start? So confused uh, between... Uh. Between hearing you talk about Final Crisis and Fifty Two, where do I start? Yikes! I would definitely not start with the Jim Lee Superman. No, no way. Which was awful and made no sense start whatsoever. This is a, this is a great time to start with Superman because yeah. they're going to pick up this whole new Krypton thing. There's a Gary Frank special. There's an Action Comics annual or something coming out. You might want to check out. Both Superman and Action Comics just concluded their arcs. James Robinson didn't set up that much that you need to know about. Mm-mm. So no. if you were to pick up the next regular Superman and then the next regular, um, you could buy this Action Comics just to sort of you know whip yourself yeah. into speed, or maybe go back and get a couple. You don't really need to, or you can just get the next Action Comics and you'd be good to go on that. Well, the whole There's new Krypton also- thing starts with a special. Yeah, in two weeks. Superman new Krypton special. Well, maybe it was supposed to come out next week, but they pushed it back. So who knows mm-hmm. yeah. when it will come out? Well, you know, hopefully it's in two weeks. But that's the, that's the start of the new storyline. So if you want to try that out, but any of the Superman books right now are good. You can check out say- the All Star Superman, also Superman, which was good, which is in yeah. trade. But I would, I mean, I would. You might like the Jim Lee sto- the art, but the story in Superman, what he did was just just terrible. I do have to say, I, I felt the same way about One More Day. I, I really, really hated it. But at the, I must admit, what they've been doing with Spider-Man has really made the book uh, back to basics and has really gotten me liking the whole Spider-Man, Peter Parker. I think the book is better than it's been in many, many years. So clearly, so our advice has no impact on him because he's that's true. Completely feels well, the opposite. Yeah. Or unless he took his stand at one more day and hasn't read anything past then. Sounds like it. In which case? Yeah, it sounds like he just dropped it after one more day. Sounds like you kind of blew it. Dude. Dude. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, Jack. I'm not sure what's. The, as far as Final Crisis is concerned, I would suggest kind of just waiting for that trade. Yeah, wait till, wait till it to end. It's, 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 more, it's halfway through. Just don't worry about it. You don't need to. Unlike Secret Invasion, you don't need to be reading Final Crisis to read the other DCU books. Final Crisis is in. All of the almost all the other Marvel books, whereas Final Crisis is only in its specials. It's different. They're and not. Sa- and and save your eyes and brain cells, and don't read Fifty Two. Whoa! Hey! Whoa! Wait, sorry. No, I got no. feelings. I got feelings, man. Wow! You can go Didn't like those it. trades. How can? Yeah. We, how can we? But mute? what do you need them for? You don't even need them. I had a lot of really fun reading them? that. I learned a lot about the That's... DCU, and I was really impressed by the fact that they did it. Also, Mike, suck it. No, well, I mean, it's, How can I it's remotely better than Countdown. Cut his mic. I'm going to read this ad, and Josh, you beat up Mike. Okay. Netflix has over 90,000 titles and no late fees. <laughs> Free shipping both ways with Blu-ray titles. Flat, fast, fast delivery and the majority of their shipments. 
Come. They leave in one day. They get to your house the next day. It's fantastic. Hey, hey, you, <laughs> Plans start from four ninety nine a month. And if you go to www.netflix.com slash iFanboy, you get a two-week free trial. And then you make sure you put that www in there. And I can't get a Paul Newman movie to save my life right now. Buddha, 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 buddha. All right. I, we're running, we're running long. We're running long. We're doing one voicemail. Uh, let's hit it. Hey, guys. This is Ryan from Chicago. Um, a couple things I wanted to bring up. One, I've been wanting to read Watchmen lately. And uh, every, now when I walk around, every tool on the street has got a copy of it. They sell it at Urban Outfitters. But now I don't want to read it anymore because now it's trendy. And that sucks. Uh, I have a question also for you. Uh, my mother just inherited a litter of kittens and is trying to come up with names for them. And I'm trying to think of uh, famous comic book felines and or any other kind of pet. So any help you can give me will be great. Thanks. Bye. Okay, Ryan, I want to get this straight. So I've been working on iFanboy uh, here with uh, Ron and Connor since approximately the year 2000, I would say. Um, one of our goals in life, and we're absolutely serious about this goal, is to make sure that people understand the validity uh, and quality of the comic book uh, format, the medium of telling comic books. And you're telling me that you're walking down the street and seeing lots and lots of people holding a copy and reading and enjoying the best comic book that has maybe ever been produced. And this upsets you? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that sucks. I really I like every time that I hear that a lot of people really enjoyed watching The Godfather, I'm like, "Oh, I could never watch it now." Terrible movie. Get over yourself. You That that gets my go. Godfather um, st- like 52. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Countdown sucked though. It's a whole different it. thing. It's a different book. Right. Still weekly. <laughs> I think you let your hate of Countdown paint backwards. It, it here. could, it, you know, it might have, it might have. But anyway, Watchmen's dope. Just because everybody likes it means to me that people agree that this is quality work. And, so, and, and if people are equal quality, but it sometimes it it actually sometimes. beautiful convergence. It does, and that like convergence those. is called seventies film <laughs> and sixties music. All right. Yeah. He also wants some names for cats. Um, completely left out of left field. You know what I tend to do is I would find like a character and name them after the secret identity of that character because I like pets that have actual names. So I would say like Wildcat and then I would name him Ted. Or you could Ted do Selena. Brand. Yeah, Selena or 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 uh, I don't know. There's a cat man. I don't know what his name is. Oh yeah, just his name, name the cat. Redu- his name is redundant. Yeah, it's true. Cat man. He's a cat and a you're, man. So just say. I'm just gonna call it cat anyway. Yeah. Ted, Ted's actually really good, or Ted Grant. I like Ted Grant. I think that's a funny cat name. Oh, that's my cat. Only- give, it a, give, it a, yeah, give it a last name. I think that's, I think that's really actually quite cool. Yeah. That's my cat, Ted Grant. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you go to the vet, you write that, Ted Grant. They have to call Ted Grant. I've done that. Actually, I did. Grant, <laughs> All my insurance no. papers for my dog say George Clooney. <laughs> so I, like, I get it back. Like We have accepted George Clooney's claim. That's like, yes. <laughs> he needed that. <laughs> Oh, oh Mike. Oh, uh, Sorry. Listen, now, regardless of the of the whole fifty two thing, um, which we will never forgive you for. I, you know, yeah, you were right about the countdown. It bled. We're, it, it, we're it, moving I, your column to Sundays. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no man's land. Uh, yeah. Thank you for being here. Thank you, you for inviting me. Did you have fun? 
Um, well, I'm pummeled, a little bit bruised by Josh's virtual flurry of fists. Maybe I, I'm, maybe you're right about the countdown. Anyway, uh, no, thank you very much. Um, it's funny because I haven't talked to you since just the beginning of writing the column. It's when we started this whole thing off, and now I've now I feel like a veteran a little bit, like a, like I've I've gone through this before. And I must say, it's been really fun hearing the other writers come on the show as well. I think it's been fun to get the guests in every so often. If I had the Academy so. Awards music, I'd play it right now. <laughs> I'd like to thank my manager, uh, Josh and Connor and Ron, for believing in me. Um, yeah, all the music's coming up, but thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Wow, they played off Tom Hanks at the Emmys. What the hell's up with that? It's the biggest Definitely. star they got in there. Tom Hanks. iFanboy.com is where you go to read uh, my full pick of the week review of Action Comics, 80 whatever, threw the book away, 80 whatever. Um, 870. 870. Jeez. I don't know. We else. live large here at iFanboy. We just throw the books away. Oh, I, I tossed it across the, onto my bed. Um, <laughs> so that's where you go to read my full review, and you can read all the in-depth comic book discussion and our daily columnist, which of Mike is one of them. He's every Wednesday. You can check out his stuff then. And good stuff there. Go check out iFanboy.com. And, and while you're at iFanboy.com, if you all of a sudden decide that you need to buy uh, a giant bag of dog food, a copy of Thomas Pinchon's book, and... Uh, Ender's Game. Ender's Game. The stand. Then uh, I was trying to get a different category because they have everything. You go to iFanboy.com uh, slash store and you can click on the Amazon link there. Link there. <laughs> and uh, also you can look at the, the, the stuff from our latest show or um, some of the recommendations we have on there. That's a really good way to help the show. And every Wednesday you can go to revision3.com slash iFanboy or iFanboy.com to find the latest episode of iFanboy, which is our full-length 30-ish minute video show about comic books and last week we talked about Ben Temple Smith and what an awesome artist he is and this coming Wednesday or the past Wednesday depending on when you're listening to the show you can see a sit down with Brian Michael Bendis which we did and which was very interesting very interesting talk with Bendis we hadn't had him on yet in a really meaningful way and this was a good time to, to do that so basically that great. we don't have anything left to do yeah we're done we're tired Alan Moore's next send your donations we have to go to England iFanboy is on TiVo, so if you want, if you have a TiVo um, and, and you search there, you can find iFanboy and all the other Revision 3 shows, um, which is kind of cool. That's for very us, cool. In wonderful high def. Yes, yes. Thank God we, we, you can see us <laughs> that clearly. Awesome for the graphics, not so much my face. Thank God for the food that we eat. <laughs> iFanboy.com t-shirts. I found a jinx. <laughs> I think you jinx. just said grace. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Well, I, was, I, was, I was eating a candy bar earlier and thinking, this is going to show up on the show. It's going to be sitting there in my gut. Jinx.com slash iFanboy is where you get iFanboy t-shirts, and when you do that, you can send a picture uh, into us and to Jinx.com. If you do send a Jinx, you get stickers. We also have a thread on the iFanboy forums where people post their pictures, and people have been posting them lately. Uh, it's very cool to see the iFanboy shirts. Uh, email us at contact at iFanboy if you have any questions, comments, complaints or uh, customer service issues. Uh, you could also leave a voicemail at 888-FANBOYS, which is 326-2697. Any of your questions, comments, all that stuff. Uh, try to keep the, the voicemails relatively short and make sure you say your name. Don't go on for a really long time about your White Power Manifesto. Last week, uh, everybody was around 30 seconds, which was good. This week, everybody was over. Uh, not good. Uh, if you like social networks, you go to fanboy.com slash about. All of our networks are listed there. MySpace.com, ComicSpace.com, Verb.com, Facebook. Twitter, uh, Goodreads, anything you can think of. You can be our friends over there. Join us. Join us. 
Join us. Be one of us. Another way to help people be one of us is uh, if, if you you probably found about, out about this show through iTunes. That's that's where statistics are leading. And one of the best ways for us to get more listeners and get more people to listen to is if uh, you write reviews and rate the show on iTunes. That helps a lot. Um, also, the video show. Don't forget about that one because that's very important to us as well. Um, an even more direct method would be to tell people you think might enjoy the show about it. And in the case of the technically challenged, show them how easy it is to get. It's not that hard, and they can then enjoy something uh, wonderful. I not scary at all. No. 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 And if you really, really like the show, you can donate some cash to the cause by going to fanboy.com slash donations. Click on the donate box, and you can send any denomination you like and any currency. It's all going to hell anyway, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. What. We need heroes. <laughs> Just <laughs> send in your funny paper, because that's what it basically is. You can send us bulk gold bullion. <laughs> That would be the best thing at this time. Gold drop. <laughs> we only accept gold standard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Well, that's the I show will... this week. I'm Connor. I'm Mike. And I'm Josh. I will also accept doubloons. Doubloons from pirate ships. Yeah. You are. Thank you. <laughs> 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 <laughs>